Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy fit babes. Welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. Today, we are here with someone special and we're going to get into it. So Amanda, how did we meet? And how did we get here? So I, I originally actually started um, finding you around this time two years ago, I want to say. I had just been on vacation um, with my now fiance and we've been out in California and I kind of just felt big. I felt larger than I wanted to in pictures. I could see I didn't like how I looked and it was embarrassing. And it was one of those things where I knew I had gained weight, but I kind of just didn't really pay too much attention to it. And I thought, you know, this is like a normal part of getting older. It it is what it is. And I just wasn't happy with myself. So I started looking on Instagram (laughs) for like inspirational blogs and fitness models and stuff like that. And um, it was kind of difficult to find somebody that I felt like I related to. And then you popped up and your posts continued to pop up. And I saw you had worked with people my size who did not have like 50 plus pounds to lose, but wanted to lose like 10, 15 pounds. And I was like, oh my God, like nobody actually talks about that. It's always, let's talk about who has to lose 50 plus pounds, who wants to become a bodybuilder. And Uh, I totally different sides of the spectrum, right? Like it's, it's either you have to be like an intense bodybuilder or it's like, you have this massive weight loss journey. It's like, but what about the people that like, I just want to lose a little bit, like just a little bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you like talked about that on your um, Instagram post and then on your website, it said about that. And I was like, okay, this is who I need to speak to because I, I don't want to become one of these crazy weightlifters, but I do want to lose like 10, 15 pounds and feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And especially knowing the height piece for you. Cause I actually, do, I don't think I realized like at the time when I first met you, what, what this was like two over two years ago now that <laughs> this height thing was the biggest thing. Cause I don't think we really talked much about that, especially on the first call, at least. Um, I know obviously it came up during coaching, but for you with the height factor and it being like this 10, 15 pounds, you were interested, like this little bit of weight you wanted to lose. Talk to me about how the height factor impacted your weight loss journey and like how you felt on your journey. Yeah. What's interesting is being shorter. I definitely saw when I would gain five pounds, I could see it. And that was something that would always get me kind of upset because like I would talk to some of my friends who were like, I don't know, I would say a normal size, like five, six, five, seven. And they would talk about like gaining five pounds and it not be a big deal. But to me, I saw a difference in pictures. And that's something I think people don't really talk about one and two it was something that definitely I had to tailor, I think, um, my mindset a little bit more that like what that meant for me as a short person trying to lose five pounds, which is different for somebody who is half a foot taller than me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's tough, especially because even with like how clothing fits you, you know, I'm very shameless. I'm five, six, five, seven on a good day, five, six. And, you know, for me, you can notice five or 10 pounds in clothing, but to the outside person, it's how I feel. My clothing might feel different, but I think the biggest thing I've noticed with shorter clients like yourself is that five pounds even, or even 10 pounds, God forbid, but like the, even the five pounds, you actually like look different in your clothing. And that's the biggest thing I hear from women of your size where 
you would think, okay, five pounds, maybe you like feel it a little bit, but like, it's not noticeable to like just the eye, but for someone who is shorter, because there's less distribution of that weight on your body, it's more noticeable quicker. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I said this yet. I'm five one. Like, I think if I stand really tall, I'll be five one. Um, but that was a huge thing too, because I noticed when I kind of started this, I had, I had about like 12 pounds that I really wanted to lose and I gained it in my face, my chest, which I had never gained weight in my chest before. So that was a whole different shirts fit differently. I had to buy new bras. I was like, what's, what's happening here. And then of course, like gaining a little bit of weight around my stomach, but that also changes jeans. And then my, I had to go up a jean size, Mm. but I only went up on the waist portion, the rest of my body didn't. And then I'm sure you have to alter the crap out of your clothing because you're going up in size and then they assume, okay, but if you're going up in size, you're also getting taller. And then it's like, but no, like it's, it's, I'm, I'm getting wider right now. I'm not getting taller. And so it's like, it's so frustrating. Is really what I'm hearing. Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating. I actually laughed. I think I have like three or four different size pants in my closet at this point. Cause I'm like, it's just, even though it was a difference of 10 pounds, it was so many different sizes of clothes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing too, is especially, and we're going to talk about like the weight loss piece and I'm curious how, obviously like how you got here, but with the weight gain that you experienced, like you literally had to buy even for like five or 10 pounds, like you basically had to buy a new wardrobe for that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Mm, yeah. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Now I want to backtrack a little bit in terms of what got you here. Talk a little bit about how you realized you wanted to lose weight. And like, it sounds like you felt uncomfortable in your body, right? Your clothes weren't fitting right. You had to go up in a size, but like, what made you actually like pull the trigger on like, okay, I'm making the decision. I want to do this. Think back. Like, I know it was two years ago that you officially like started all of this, but what, what made you really go for this and like prioritize you wanting to look your best? So I think I could go back even farther than two years. I had always been like relatively small and athletic. Mm -hmm. I had never really had an issue with weight and I never honestly knew um, how to like fuel my body appropriately. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I went to graduate school. I kind of stopped working out as much. Um, I gained around actually at that point, like 15 or 20 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. And, um, for a short person, like, I mean, I think like a taller person can probably gain 15, 20 pounds and they don't notice it as much. They still do, but I think the outside world noticed it more. And that's when I kind of started to be a little shocked. Like I thought only I had known that, but then when my friends were like, Oh, I noticed you gained a little weight. I was like, wait a minute, really? (laughs) You're like, wait, I, I can notice myself, but like, why are you commenting on this? Like toodaloo. (laughs) And like my mom said something, but I was like, mothers are always going to say something. Mothers, about- mothers say it. You gain one pound and your mom would be like, oh my God, you need weight, right? If you're like my mom. <laughs> exactly. It kind of got to the point where I was like, oh, I guess I need to kind of reel it in a little bit. And I, I had been so stressed out with school and a job change and everything. So I think it kind of just took the back burner. And then I ended up um, actually running the New York City Marathon because the only way that I knew how to like lose weight or get in shape is to like run burn calories by running (laughs) and shocker this time it like didn't actually work the way that I wanted it to I had lost a little bit of weight but I didn't I still wasn't like toned I still didn't fit the clothes that I wanted to fit the way that I used to fit in a nice way and I still overall like didn't feel healthy so at that point I and still I have pictures of myself from the marathon and I still like even though I was smaller than I was when I 
had initially at my highest, I still didn't like how I looked. And I was like, okay, like something I'm missing a portion of this. Yeah. This is so important because I often talk about like, look like you work out and how, you know, you, you obviously were fit, like you were extremely fit, but it gets at this idea that being fit is different than looking a certain way. And like, you know, yes, your fitness can relate to how you look, but ultimately if you're not feeling your body the right way and you're not exercising in a way that supports the exact goals you're going for, you could be working so hard. A chances are, if you're listening to this and you relate to Amanda, you're working hard. You're actually working harder than I actually want you to work. Like, I don't want you to have to run a marathon to look a certain way. Like we can do this in much less time, much more strategy, but I think what Amanda's getting at is so important because it's very easy to get so frustrated when you are doing all the things. And it's not that you don't have the motivation. It's not that you're broken. It's not that, you know, you're, you're just incapable of getting those results. It's the plan, right? And almost like what you don't know, you just don't know. And so for you, just knowing you, like you just didn't know that this could be easier. And you also just didn't know how to ultimately, like what that roadmap to your goals was really going to be. Yeah, exactly. I had, I really had no idea. So when I finally found you, I had done so many things that I thought would help me. And I really, I hadn't, I felt like I was just stuck at that body weight and like stuck at that. And I was like, this, there has to be something else that I'm missing. And that's when you came into my life. (laughs) Well, look at that. Oh my goodness. Well, I also think like, and I'm so corny, like you were stuck at that weight, but like you felt stuck too. And I can't help but highlight that because when you're I mean, frustrated and stuck. I feel like those words go together, but it's like, you're putting in all of this work, but you're just stuck. Right. And so if you feel stuck, it's not like, just don't try to just work harder. It's like, we have to work smarter. And I know I say that all the time. It's like so redundant guys, but it's, it's really true. It's like, we have to work smarter. And so for you, I mean, this is a perfect segue. What allowed you to work smarter? Talk to us. I know it was obviously a, a bit ago, but now, I mean, you're still on your journey, right? We're all on our journeys. What helped you get unstuck? Like what helped you work smarter, not harder and break this cycle of like working hard, but not freaking getting anywhere? Yeah, I think I like for the past two years, I kind of think of it in like two phases. Like when I did join the, um, with the small group coaching in the 90 days, I didn't really tell many people I was doing it because anytime I would say something, people would be like, you don't have to lose weight. You look fine. What were you afraid of people saying and how it would impact your results? So like, I guess like before I even started, I had been complaining that I didn't feel right. I didn't feel good. I wanted to lose some weight and everyone would be like, oh, you look fine. What are you complaining about? And then in my head, I would be like, you know what? They're right. I am fine. I don't really need to make a change. And then I would just continue doing what I was doing and then continue being unhappy. Mm. And I think it was one of those things where I let other people influence my opinion of myself. And that was like, for me, that was a really big thing. So when I did sign up for your, for the small group coaching, I was like, okay, I'm not going to tell anybody because I'm going to let all these other factors influence me. And I really just want to give this a dedicated shot and see what I can do. I love that. And it's like, I always say like F the noise and it's so true. It's like, whether it's, I think of social media sometimes and like the internet and like society expectations, but honestly, sometimes it's the people closest to you. It's like, what if you just like turned off your blinders, I think is the quote and like, just forget about the noise. And it's like, do something for you. And that's really what you did. Like you honed in on what was going to make you happy and what you needed to do. And it wasn't about anyone else. It was about you. Yeah. 
Um, so I actually like I told my um, boyfriend that I was taking like a nutrition course. <laughs> oh my god! I, it's like I'm taking a little course in school. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I really felt like that's what I needed. I felt like I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm very science based, and I felt like I needed to understand nutrition. I need to understand how to fuel your body and how to get the results that you wanted. So I really kind of looked at it as like another class that I was taking. I think that was what like kind of helped me understand the most. Cause then I was like, okay, like I, I need to learn to change my behavior. Cause I never learned how to properly feel my body before. Mm. And it takes a long time. I mean, it was easy for you in this moment to say that. Right. But I know I'm sure for you, I'm sure for myself and I'm sure other people out there, it's hard to admit when you need help. I always say, whether you're a doctor, a dietitian, a nurse, a nurse practitioner, well, I'm trying to think what other personal trainers. And I think of like all these industries like myself, where like you should be your, your health expert, right? Like you do this for a living in some way, shape or form, even if it's not nutrition, right? Like you're not coaching nutrition people, you're doing other things, but knowing the background piece of that, how was accepting the fact that you needed help and like you were needing to learn more because I think it's really easy to be like well I'm an expert already at something like I don't need to learn more you know what I mean yeah oh 100% like in my head I I think back in college we took a course on nutrition so I'm like yeah I, I totally know about it and then I was like actually that's not true I I really don't I know the nutrition piece that I tell my patients that is specific to that population but I don't know how it relates to me and like my goals yeah so one of the things I really loved about the small group coaching is that we did find out like what my maintenance calories is. And if I didn't do anything, like what that meant for me. And it was like in the 18 to 1900 range. And right away I was like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be eating like 2000 calories a day. <laughs> like, Which I also think is an interesting topic with the smaller stature weight loss community, because especially for women who are, very short. Like we're just going to come out and say it. Women who are short, let me tell you when sometimes I give calorie ranges to them. I mean, I have some clients right now. If I give them 1800 calories with a five, five, one stature, they'd be like, what? Like, but I'm really short. And I definitely do think, you know, obviously and we can talk about it. Height does impact calorie ranges, but for you getting that calorie range at the height that you were at, it's actually really interesting as a, as a coach, seeing like the opposite mindset piece from you, where it was like, wait, but that's actually less than the 2000 calories a day we're taught in school, right? As like the nutrition facts piece. So for you, how was getting that number for you, knowing you thought something different before? It was kind of enlightening to me that as, I mean, it makes sense now saying it, but that people have different calorie needs for their, all of their activity levels and everything like that. And I was like, that makes so much sense. But in my head, it, it was like a one size fits all thing. And that's just not true. No, um, yeah, absolutely. So I think that was like a big realization for me that, okay, like maybe following the general guidelines of 2000 calories a day, isn't actually what I need for myself. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so I think, especially for you, like you had all of, I mean, the calories piece is one of it. Like I know obviously so much other stuff we've talked about and gone over protein macros, like workouts, all of this different stuff. But for you, I'm so curious in this phase one, you had the information. I know the toughest part for so many women is, you know what to do it's hard to do it. It's hard to actually do it. How was the doing it for you? What was that process like? Um, so I'm very much of like, I like to say a very type A person. So if I really commit to something, I am going to commit to it. So I really, I was pretty proud of myself at like in retrospect, I really honed in. I did log everything I possibly could in my fitness pal. 
And I think what actually helped me realize too, how my body responded is weighing myself every day and seeing the fluctuations, um, seeing what I ate that week and how it impacted. And then seeing if I strayed off a little bit, the actual, like what I put into my body and how it related into the scale and then how I felt about it too. I think that was like a huge, I like to say a success for me in all honesty, because I had never actually like sat there and seen the like physical data almost that I needed to see the, the, what happens when I do what? So like, what does my body react like when I eat X, Y, Z? That is so important. Like if there's one thing to get from this episode, guys, Amanda didn't just get a plan, get a calorie number and her work wasn't done. Like that was not the thing. The thing that got her to begin to see this success and ultimately really learn what she needed was actually implementing and seeing what was working versus what wasn't working. And most importantly, not just going off of the number as the scale is the only indicator of progress. Like think about how you feel, like take a moment and think about how you feel, how you feel in your clothes, how you feel in your body. Do you feel healthy? Do you feel sick? Do you feel happy? Do you feel like all these things are so important and they go into, is your plan working or not? It's not just, okay, here's a calorie number. You're going to lose weight. Like that's way too freaking oversimplified. Like you have to actually put in the work and that's really what you did. You put in the work. Yeah. And I think that was a huge actually understanding of how I felt is because at one point I plateaued around like 118.6. I remember because I was like, there's something wrong with my scale. (laughs) And I was like, I lost like around five pounds and I was feeling good and I did feel good, but the scale wasn't moving and I was getting so upset. But then I don't know why I was getting upset because people at work were like, oh, you look really good. And I was like, oh, thanks. And it was such a big realization to understand that like, even if the scale wasn't reflecting it, like I still felt good. And I know what I was putting into my body and how that felt as well. Absolutely. And there's, I mean, we could go on for days talking about why the scale might move, not move. Are you in a plateau? Are you not in a plateau? And that's not this conversation. But what I do want to highlight is this happens and this will happen to every person on their journey. There will be a time where the scale is not moving much, but chances are you also will either have your clothes fit differently. Someone will comment on how you look or you'll just feel fucking good. Look, we're going to drop an F-bomb. We're going to feel good. And I will tell you if you can either, there's really two options that can happen. You will either continue to obsess over the scale, feel horrible about it. Focus on that as your only thing, despite all of these other people, all of these other things showing you that you are making progress, or you can actually listen to what's actually happening, which is you're feeling good. People are even commenting on it. Like you are going to be your hardest critic and no amount of information about your plan and what you should be doing. And and no amount of willpower and discipline is going to get you to wake up to actually like realize the success that's happening in front of your eyes, unless you wake up yourself. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that was, I went through like so many realizations through those 90 days. And I think that was kind of the biggest one was that I needed to almost stop obsessing over numbers and all of that stuff, because really what I wanted was to feel better and to look better and in general, just feel like myself again and fit into the clothes I wanted to fit in. And I was accomplishing that. I love that. Now we talked a lot about phase one. I'm like dying to hear about this phase two. You were like teasing it for me. So, okay. Talk to us anything else with phase one. And then if not, I want to know about phase two. So at the end of the 90 days, I was very happy with myself. I feel like I succeeded. I think I had lost in total eight pounds doing everything. And I was really proud of myself. And then I think I like sabotaged myself in some type of way because I thought now that my nutrition class is over, 
I accomplished it. Everything's going to be fine. So then I kind of, not that I lost everything that I learned, but I stopped counting the calories like I did on the MyFitnessPal because I was like, oh, I already learned that. I don't have to do it anymore. I know what I'm doing. I got cocky. And I thought, you know, I, I sometimes laugh at it was like, I completed my course. I felt like I gave myself an A and then I just went back to what I was doing. And then shocker, I gained weight back. <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. You've proven to yourself that you can do this and you just chose not to. That was like a huge thing for me that you talk about this all the time about like basically making it a lifestyle change, not just a one month, three month thing. And as like time went on, my my fiance and I got engaged and I was like, okay, like this is, I was trying on wedding dresses. And again, I gained weight back in my chin, my arms and my chest. And I was like, this is not what I want for my wedding day. Like, let's reel it in. Let's make a change. And so this was about like a year ago. And I was like, okay, why don't we just like take a step back and take some pressure off of myself. And I know I have 14 months to get to where I want to be. And let's do that over 14 months. Absolutely. And it's taking the pressure off of the timeline. Like obviously 90 days, three months, whatever we want to call it is a great push. But (laughs) I think it's one of the biggest flaws with any program. It's inevitable when you do a program, the amount of women I always hear, and even myself, like when you sign up for something, you're like, okay, I have this amount of time. It's going to push me, but you put all this pressure for the very last day. What are you going to look like? What are you going to weigh? What does that look like? When in reality, I love that to be a motivation, but it's a slippery slope when that motivation becomes, that's just the only thing we're going after when ultimately we're always going after, I want you for the rest of your life to look a certain way. And so I hope this serves as like a real talk story that is motivating, but also is a cautionary tale because this happens all the time. This happens like Amanda is not the only woman this happens to. This happens to so many women, whether or not you're in a program or not, it's very easy to work towards your wedding or a specific event or, you know, just a goal, an arbitrary number goal that you're working towards. But the sooner you can start to really learn and realize it's not just about achieving that end number or that end day. It's about, okay, we got there. How are we going to maintain this for life? Because if you can't maintain it for life, like, is it even worth getting there for you, Amanda? I think everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer in it, but do you have regrets around leaving that 90 days and what happened and like do like any any hindsight is 2020 realizations that you have now I think it is funny because I think knowing who I am as a person like in my mind I completed the course I did a good job I accomplished what I wanted to do in my head I was still at the time thinking of it as really like a couple month thing not a lifetime change and I wonder if I had done another three months if I would have really made those adjustments and made it a habit for myself, or if I had gone right into the membership or something like that, I think I needed, I wasn't totally ready, ready to take the training wheels off. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I, and it's so important, but I think what also is so amazing that Mm -hmm. whether it's in a program or outside of a program, no matter why you gain weight back, it's, it's never too late to start again. It's never too late to start the last weight loss journey of your life and getting into that mindset. And I think it's painful, but with the tools that you had, like you were able to accept reality where before it took you a long time to accept the reality and make the change the first time around this time around, like it took you some months, like get in the right mindset and have that like big moment where you're like, you know what, enough is enough. I'm doing it. But 
it, no matter when that enough is enough moment happens, like when you have the right tools, it's literally like next meal counts. Like let's just make this happen. Right. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And I think it was one of those things where I, I was ready to make the change when I had called you two years ago, but I think I wasn't understanding of what it actually means to make the change and have a healthy lifestyle. And I think that was a huge realization for me that I wanted to make a change and I wanted to lose that weight, but I didn't want to understand how to keep it off and how to maintain that lifestyle. That takes so much maturity to say. I think that is like, please ladies rewind and listen to that. You're, you often sign up because you just want the end result. But in reality, the real maturity that happens on a weight loss journey is you signing up because you want to maintain the end result. Like that's really what you're saying. And I, it takes maturity, honestly. Like there's no other way to put it. It's not like you weren't mature when you signed up for coaching. You obviously were, but it's like, you have to almost have like an awakening. I know it's like, sounds really like, woo woo, like West Hollywood vibes. But like, it's true. Like you have to have this awakening of like what we're actually going after. And like, you have to realize that. Yeah. And I think that's like a year ago. I think that was when I finally realized I was like, okay, I know all the things that Lauren taught me. I know all of these rules and I know that it works because I've seen it work before. And I have to like, actually now want this to be a part of my lifestyle. And I did. I finally, like before when I cooked like dinner, I would pour myself a glass of wine because I thought, Oh, look at me. I'm cooking myself dinner. Okay, I don't have to rewarding yourself for cooking the dinner, but with more calories and it was alcohol. But I love wine. But yes, oh my god, I love that. (laughs) And it was like one of those things where I was laughing at myself because I was like, okay, it's like I think that somebody is like watching me in my weight loss journey and being like, okay, because you did something which really is not that big of a deal. I cooked dinner. Like I don't need to reward myself every time I cook dinner. And it's something so simple, but it was a big mindset change to be like, you know what? You cooked chicken. Like, congratulations. You don't need it. <laughs> I love the honesty. This is what the world needs more of. Also, you said something very important. I actually wanted it. Like that statement just really stood out to me. Like you wanted to put in the work. You wanted to show up for yourself. You wanted to actually do this. I think sometimes women, and I'm generalizing, right? Ladies that so don't get mad at me. But we want a goal, but like, do you really want it? I think a lot of times we say we want something, but we really actually don't want it because our actions don't align with what like we should be doing. And that's really what I just heard from you. Like you actually really wanted it. And I think when you really want something, you're, you're going to do everything you can to achieve the goal, right? Yeah. And it was also just in general feeling having a healthier lifestyle. I really just wanted to be healthy. I wanted by the numbers, my cholesterol was a little bit higher. Okay, great. Like I want my cholesterol to get better. I want to have enjoyed bike rides with my fiance and not feel uncomfortable doing that anymore. And I think realizing those small little changes was so important to me. And it was really finding a reason and actually embodying that that really helped because now I do have that lifestyle change and I still eat a slice of pizza, but I'm not like rewarding myself with a huge pie of pizza because I worked a 12 hour shift. Like that's again, like realization there being like, okay, like you, you did your job. Congratulations. <laughs> Which is a hard job by the way. Oh my goodness. Anyone who works 12 hour shifts is like, I just want to hug you through the screen. It's a lot of work, especially in healthcare, but um, it, it's true. I mean, it's, it's rewarding yourself for the bare minimum. I've done this too, ladies. It's still something we all struggle with, right? Like 
like you, like <laughs> I've said this before to people, you don't get a gold star for like tracking your calories. You don't get a gold star for like cooking a dinner at home. It's like, these are behaviors we actually want to normalize in your diet. So you constantly rewarding yourself for doing the bare minimum, like that it's the bare minimum. Right. And I know that comes off extremely harsh to people, but I think you said it so eloquently, like it's so true. It's like, if you want to become this different version of yourself, like you can't just keep rewarding yourself for the bare minimum, like reward yourself for like the big things that you accomplish. Like, like there's way bigger things that you're accomplishing in your life than like just cooking fucking chicken for dinner. You actually said that to me, like when we first started and you were like, okay, but like you're complaining and you're not really making any changes. You're just talking about the changes you want to make. And I was like, I am so harsh, aren't I? <laughs> but that's needed because I think nobody said that to me They're like ever. I've been complaining about my weight for three years and everyone's like, well, you're fine. You're fine. And you were the first person that was like, you're just complaining and expecting something to change by just magically saying it. And I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's really just coming down to for everyone who doesn't feel happy, my mind as a coach and probably what I felt in that moment, right. It was years ago, but mm -hmm. it's like, if you don't like your reality, fucking change it like freaking change your reality. Like you don't have to accept things the way that they are. And if you're even five or 10 pounds heavier, you're not fitting into your clothes. You don't feel healthy. There's really two options. You can either complain and not make a change, or you can take control of it and realize that you have to accept that you're not perfect. You have to accept there might be more that you can learn. It's not because you're dumb. It's not because you're uneducated. Like these are things I feel like we're so scared of in our culture. It's just like, you just don't know what you don't know. And it's, it's, that's normal. That's life. Like you don't know what you don't know until you go through experiences. So I almost think about it. Like it's actually no big deal. You gain five pounds back after no big deal because now you have this life experience and it's never going to happen again because you've learned something from it. It's like mm -hmm. the, the relationship we have to the failures, right? Oh, absolutely. And even like I had my bridal shower last weekend and I kind of laughed. Like I've been trying to hone in a little bit more and I was like, you know, what? like I'm going to take it myself, like take a week off, take a week break because I've been focusing a lot. And I hopped on the scale and I was up like 1.2 pounds or something. And I was like, okay, but that used to be something that would completely like rock me and be so upset about. And I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, of course I am because I did this, this and this. And I, and I know that now. And I think that was so important for me to learn through the 90 day coaching. I saw what a fluctuation is. I saw the results and it also now my mindset about it is like, okay, like I'm going to continue then to work and put in the work and put in the effort and I know I'll be okay. Yeah. It's right. honestly just being chill. Like yeah. really it's, it's easy to say like, just be chill. You can't just be chill. You have to understand the right information so you can be chill. <laughs> exactly. And I used to never understand that. And now through everything I do and it's, it's been life-changing. It's <laughs> oh, so good. And Amanda, I mean, thinking about your wedding coming up, thinking about everything we talked about today for a woman out there who, whether it's gaining a little bit of weight back or honestly, like she's just struggling a lot with what you struggled with initially, like not just being hard on yourself, but like not realizing that there were other things that you could tweak and do better. And like going through a journey like this, what would you say? I mean, to, to the Amanda that before you ever joined TSN, but you know, before you decided to make a change, like, what would you say to that version of Amanda that you, you know, maybe wish that someone would have told you back then? Well, first I would say two things that you have to accept the reality that you're in right now and 
you have to really actually want to make a change. Like just saying, I want to make a change isn't going to do that. You have to put in the steps to make that change. And then knowing who I am, being a very like perfectionist type A person, once I understood all of the protein that I had to eat, the macros and what they meant for my body, then I would say, like I did to myself a year ago, like, okay, let's slow down. Let's do this in a way that's going to actually work and be for us. And and I think that was really key to me last year, just giving myself the time and the space to not obsess over it. Mm-hmm. The weekly weight loss might be less week to week, but the physical progress can sometimes show up a lot quicker. Usually, I mean, for someone taller, I can say from my own experience with clients taller, five pounds, usually I do not expect change in progress photos, five to 10 pounds on someone who is significantly shorter. You can definitely start to see that progress sooner. And you're going to also see it in your clothing much sooner as well, Um, especially sometimes with how things fit. And once again, it's how your body distributes that fat. So I love that. I think it's so important to know like that weekly progress might look a little bit different with a shorter stature, but like, it doesn't mean what you're doing isn't working. You know, being short, it doesn't change what you need to do. It's just how your progress manifests. It might look a little different, but ultimately the same shit matters. Like, you know, like special short weight loss diet plan. It's you got to eat less than what you burn based upon all of the factors that go into your maintenance calories and all of that. And height's one of those factors, but it's not the only factor. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. And taking progress photos, it was so important. And it was one of those things too, where not only the progress photos, but also putting on my jeans every week and being like, all right, how are we feeling in these today? And it was amazing taking out a pair of jeans from years ago and putting them on and then buttoning. I was like, okay, like, I don't care what the scale says. I lost weight. (laughs) Yes, girl. Well, we're going to end on that. That was so good. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Amanda. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. 